So this weekend, we are celebrating freedom. Um, you and I have been blessed to live in a nation that is, is free, and it's a gift to us. None of us here earned that. It was just something that we were giving, given, and so what we can do is we can celebrate that. And part of what we're doing right here is we're celebrating freedom. Again, it wasn't something we earned. It was a gift given to us by Jesus. He's the one that won it for us, and it's been given to us. However, both gifts, both gifts are something that we must guard. Because here's what you also need to know. There are forces that do not want you to be free. Forces that don't want our nation to walk in freedom. Forces that do not want you as a person to walk in freedom. One of the things that we see in Scripture right off the bat is we see an enemy that comes into the garden and seeks to deceive uh, Adam and Eve. Why? Well, what we see in Scripture is that we see that he no, longer, he no longer has fellowship with the Father. He had turned against the Father. Uh, he wanted to, to rule himself and take over. And so he no longer had the fellowship that he had. And so he's looking at us and saying, I don't want them to have it. Uh, we, Scripture teaches, were made in the image of God. And, and by the way, it, it wasn't just the individual, but it was man and woman. It is us together, uh, the bride, the church. We are the image of Christ. And you need to know that you have an enemy that hates that. He hates it. But one of the things that we see in Scripture in Genesis is that he doesn't come out and tell you who he is. He doesn't tell you what he's doing. He presents himself as a friend, okay? And he comes in the form of a, of a serpent, but he didn't come saying, hey, I'm Satan. He comes in the form of a serpent and he says to you, hey, I'm here to help. I'm here to give you more. Well, the enemy works in our life in the same way. And so what we're going to talk about this morning is strategic living. And what that simply means is this. There is a plan against you. And so if you just kind of walk through life like, la, 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 guess what? You're going to get taken down. As you walk, you must walk knowing, okay, there is a specific strategy against me that is set to separate me from the Lord. When you came, if you've come to Jesus, you won a major battle. You won a major battle. But you need to know, Satan didn't see that and go, oh, rats, I've lost that one. On to somebody else. No, no, no. He said, hmm, okay, we'll see about that. We'll see if you continue on. He has a strategy, a strategy for you. And so part of it is, is beginning to understand what those strategies are so that when things begin to happen in your life, you go, Whoa, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm seeing some fruit here. I don't think that this is what it appears to be. I think something's going on behind the scenes because this has the potential to separate me from the church body. 
It has the potential to separate me from the Father. Something is going on here. I need to know how to come against this. That's what we're going to talk about this morning. The scripture we're going to look at is Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 6, um, verses 10 through 12. It's a familiar scripture to many of you, um, and we're only going to be going through those 10 verses. This is the scripture that talks about the armor of God, and you've probably heard about that. We're not going to get into the armor of God. We're simply going to get into this first part here. In verse 10 it says, this is Paul writing, writing a letter, and he says, a final word, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in heavenly places. Now, a couple things that I want you to see. It's talking about unseen powers. And these powers are evil, it tells us about. Now, first of all, you may have been brought up in a, in a tradition that really didn't talk about this. Because sometimes it doesn't get talked about. And the reason for that is, it's unseen. And some of us have a hard time dealing with things that are unseen. We just want to take things at face value. And I do too, because life would be so much simpler if I could take everything at face value. If somebody says to me, Kirk, I really like you. I wish that I could say, ha, they really like me. But I want to tell you that is not always true, because maybe they want to sell me a junk car. And they know that I've got enough money or access to money to buy the silly thing. And so they want me to drop my guard and say, this person really likes me. They only want to do what's good for me. You cannot walk through life taking things at face value. So if you've been raised up in a tradition that really didn't talk about this, you need to know this is in the Word and this is really important. Life is more than just about um, trying to uh, be good boys and girls, okay? Again, you, there's a strategy against you. We've got to understand that. So, if there's a strategy against us, what's it going to look like? Well, notice that it says that we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies. Why does it say that? Because the way that the enemy works, first of all, he's unseen. So what do you see? Well, you see the flesh and blood. That's how the enemy is going to work. The enemy is going to work through flesh and blood, but you're not going to see him. What you're going to see is the flesh and blood. And so here's the way that that works. The way that that works is that the enemy oftentimes tempts us as people, whether we are Christians or not, it doesn't matter, he can use both. He does have access to both, um, but, but hopefully as we learn to walk in the Lord, we're rejecting that and we're not walking in those ways, but he is able to use both. And so he will seek to tempt us to use us to attack others. Now, this is where it gets tricky. 
If God uses one of you to attack me, whether it's real or just perceived, what I've got to do is stop. I've got to stop and not just react. Because this is what the enemy wants. He wants me to just react, and then what happens? The war is on. Now, again, sometimes this can be real. Uh, You might genuinely be mad at me, and you might genuinely want to attack me. But other times, it's just perceived. If you're married, if you're married, you walk through this a lot. And this is one of the things that the enemy wants to, to separate. If the enemy can separate your marriage, you are well on the way to being separated from the Father. And so Nikki and I, we go through this a lot. Why? Because we're very different people. And we're, we're with each other a lot, and we're just kind of going through life. And so we approach things differently. So you know what happens? We offend one another. And sometimes we're so mad we want to. (laughs) And sometimes it's just perceived on the other's part. But one of the things that we've learned in 26 years of being married is that if we are going to um, walk in the blessing that God gave us through the covenant that we made, we must not take the bait of Satan. One of us has to stop the process. If the enemy has tempted one of us into either perceiving offense or purposely offending, one of us at some point has to stop and say, okay, I'm not going to continue this process. Maybe they've said something that's offensive, that's harsh, uh, that hurts. I've got to stop and I've got to say, okay, I'm not going to run with this. That's really, really hard. And here's part of the way that that you've got to overcome it. You've got to understand um, what's at stake and what's on the line. Because what's at stake if God separates my marriage? My family. This church. uh, Through this community. And what's going to happen if all that starts to just fall down like dominoes? What's going to happen to my relationship with the Lord at that point? I'm going to be like, "Ah, ah." I'm going to be, you know, what John was talking about. I'm going to be like, God, why do you allow these bad things to happen? And and so what's going to happen? I'm going to start feeling shame and all that. Go back to the garden. What what, what happened when, when they took the bait? Well, suddenly they were separated from the Lord and they were hiding and they felt all this shame. That's where the enemy wants to take us. So here's what we've got to do. We've got to understand that there's a strategy against us. And if you are a believer and you are walking with a church body, God hates it. I really think God, God hates it. Sorry. Okay. The enemy hates it. Okay, thank you. There is powerful things going on here. There really is. I believe the enemy hates this. And, uh, and as beautiful as it is, the enemy is not sitting over there, well, I've tried for a few years. This is just really hard. I'm exhausted. I'm just going to give up. That is not going to happen. The enemy is going to continue on. So you need to understand that. So here's my question to you. Do you 
feel that relationships are strained right now? Is there people in your life that you feel strained by, that, that you love, that God's called you to love, whether it's in your uh, uh, family or whether it's in your church family or, or maybe it's friends, whatever it is, do you feel that? If you do, I want to say this. This is probably a strategy from the enemy. The enemy wants to produce bitterness and all this kind of thing where you, you begin to isolate yourself. Again, going back to the Garden of Eden, what happened when Adam and Eve gave in? Separation. Separation from God. Separation from one another. The Bible says that they felt shame. Okay, They wanted to cover themselves up. Well, who are they covering themselves up from? The only people there are themselves and the Lord. So they're covering themselves up from one another. So this is what the enemy is after. And so my point is, we must fight really hard for this. We've got to fight for our relationships. And what it means is this. It means laying down our pride and understanding my fight is not against the person. My fight is not against my wife. It's not against my wife. My fight is against the enemy. And when I understand that, I can love her even if the enemy were to use her. But I've got to understand that first. Do you see what I'm saying? Okay, let me give you another example. And I apologize to Marcus. If you're in my life, this will probably happen. Okay, so I've been calling Marcus my stephusband. Now, don't worry, that doesn't, it's, it's not a bad thing, okay? The reason I've been doing that is that um, we are both raising kids, okay, from the same family. Now, as I was thinking about it recently, I don't think that I am intertwined with anybody more than Marcus, okay? Because uh, our families are intertwined through this. We work together, okay? We minister together. Um, you know, my kids are constantly at his house, okay? His family is over at my house. I mean, my kids have gone on vacation with him. Um, you know, he married a person I consider uh, a second daughter. I mean, his father-in-law is, is as close to me as, as anybody. I mean, we are unbelievably intertwined. So, what do you think the enemy's going to do with that? Is he just going to be like, oh, that's so sweet. You know, I, I oh no, oh, thi oh, this is good. If he can cause problems, think about all that he could accomplish. And, and this, I, I wanna, I'm sharing this with you so that you understand. Many times what the enemy does is he creates something in our mind that's like huge. And it's actually just this little thing. And this happened recently. Um, I won't go into specifics, but I had just asked Marcus, hey, if this happens, let me know about it. That's it. He's like, sure, I'll do that. Well, recently it happened. And guess what? He didn't tell me. Not a big deal, right? I mean, as I'm saying this, honestly, it sounds silly and it sounds stupid. Here's where the enemy took this. And you've got to understand my wiring and who I am. I am uptight and intense, okay? Now, if you know, <laughs> I didn't need any amens on that one. <laughs> now, my wife is easygoing and high energy, okay? Very different. But I'm uptight, I'm intense, okay? Um, there was a great prophet named John Wayne that said one time, 
I don't disrespect others and I expect the same for me, okay? I am big on respect, okay? And if you do something that I perceive as disrespect, it gets burned into this brain. Ladies, sometimes you get made fun of of being able to remember things. Let me tell you, I may be part woman because uh, if you disrespect me, boom, it's burned in there. So that's big to me. And I had perceived this as a blatant act of disrespect because I had, I had made a kind of a big deal out of it. And I was like, please do this. And so I'm like, okay, the, the only reason I could find for him not doing what I've asked here is he's basically saying, who are you? Whatever, I'll do what I want. And so I'm hearing that as, I, I don't have any respect for you. I, I'm gonna do what I want, okay? And I'm sitting here and I'm like, how are we going to work together if this guy doesn't respect me? I mean, I'm just, uh, uh, I've got to hit this head on. I've got to do something about this. I, this, this, I, I just, I cannot go on like this. But I also knew I was in one of those intense places and I'm wound up and I've learned I usually do dumb things during that time. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to give this a little time. Give us a little time. Give us a little time. So then I message Marcus and say, you know, hey, let's get together and let's talk about this, okay? So we set time, we're going to talk. Well, as that time's approaching, I begin to think about things. And I begin to think about, you know, what if, what if this were to just kind of fall apart? What would happen? What would happen in our families? What would happen in the church? What would happen in the community? And I'm like, holy cow. The enemy could win huge here. And so all of a sudden, here's what I did. I just kind of stepped back and I'm like, huh. You know, I should probably go into this a little slower. I should probably go into this a little slower and not assume things. Maybe, maybe give the guy who's given so much to my family in this church the benefit of the doubt, you know? I mean, I know as I'm saying this, it's like basic, it's like total common sense. But I'm telling you, the enemy was whispering in my ear. And I was believing stupid stuff, and I was ready to act on it. And so we get together, and, and guess what? He had had a ridiculous week. And, and I had known that, but I just hadn't thought about it. He, I mean, he had so many fires going on. I, I mean, you should hang out with the guy for a few days. Okay? I couldn't do it. I couldn't do all that he does because he's just all, everywhere all the time. And so guess what? He forgot something in the midst of, you know, running like crazy back and forth, back and forth. It wasn't a big deal at all. And out of it, um, it's, something comes really good because, you know, we've decided that, you know what, we're going to start spending more one-on-one -on -one time together. We're going to cultivate this because this is something the enemy wants to come against and we are not going to let him win. Do you see what I'm saying? But you've got to come against it. Okay, so you've heard some examples from my life. Now I'm going to get into your business a little bit. All right, let's think about how the enemy has tried to separate the church recently. And I know as soon as I say this, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to come back because we've kind of gotten out of this. But, but I want to go back because I want to touch on some things so that you see it. It wasn't long ago, okay, we were wearing masks. Okay, now, there's no big deal about that. But 
the enemy tried to use it. Masks have nothing to do with anything spiritual. Nothing to do with anything spiritual. But you know what we did? That what the enemy led us to do? He led us to make it spiritual. You know, there are all kinds of things um, as a church and as people that we can disagree on, and it is totally okay. Now, there are some things that we need to agree on, okay? There are firm foundations in the Scripture, and if you tell to me, you know, Jesus wasn't the Son of God, or, you know, I, I don't know, then um, I, I, I want to love you, and I want you, know, I want you to follow the Lord, but I'm going to say no, and, you know, you're not going to teach that in this church, Okay? But there are many other things that have separated the church over the years that have been brought up by the enemy because he tried to turn things into a salvational issue. And the enemy even tried to turn that into a salvational issue. How did he do that? Well, he began to whisper into whatever your choice was and to make you fear the other people so that, and this is where he goes, so that you would belittle them. That's how he works in the marriage, okay? You're not going to agree with your spouse on everything. <laughs> You're going to disagree on a lot of things. But you know what? You continue to love them and you can continue to walk with them. But where the enemy wants to take you is he wants you to belittle. He wants me to belittle Nikki because she lives life a little differently. You know, I mentioned she's high energy. I'm not, okay? So when she wakes up in the morning, she's like, oh, what's, what's today going to bring? Let's go, let's go get it. And I'm like, whoa, I need some coffee. She's like, so what are we going to do about this? And what are we going to do about that kid? And I'm like, whoa, whoa, this is not the time. Well, when are we going to talk about it? Because we got this going on, we got this going on. And I'm like, oh, you see what I'm saying? And so what I can do with that is I could start to try to belittle her and she can try to belittle me. But we've got to say, no, no, we're not going to do that. God has placed us together. He's made us the way he has. We're going to find a way through this. So let's go back, okay? So the mask. How did the enemy get us to try and belittle one another? Okay? Well, if you are a person that is choosing you know, to wear one and I'm someone that's not, the enemy's coming to me and saying, oh, they're trying to force stuff on you. Um, and, and you know what? The whole reason they're doing that is because they're full of fear and they don't have faith. You should probably tell them that because they're on the wrong track and you need to save their soul. Um, and the best way to get it to as many people as possible is to put it on Facebook. So put it on Facebook that you are fearful and you have no faith. And if you're going to follow Jesus, you need to get rid of that thing. Okay. By the way, I never saw anybody go, oh, I just read this thing on Facebook and I think they're right. I, I don't have faith. I need to... No, 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 that's not what happens. So, if I'm a person that's saying, you know, I, I want to wear this, okay, and there's this person over here that's not, well, we could just, you know, live together and, and be okay, but, but no, I, I start to feel fear. I start to feel fear because I'm trying to protect myself. I'm trying to protect my health and so on. I'm trying to protect others. They're not, and so I need to fix that. Because those people are living reckless. They're not really following God. I should tell them. Or, as I said, once again, maybe just put it on Facebook, spread it to more people. I should tell them that they are being reckless. They are killing people. You can't be reckless and killing people and following God. 
And on top of that, the government, the Bible says follow the government. They're not doing that. They're not following God's word. So what does this person do? Oh, oh, that's right. Oh, I, you know, I should. No, they don't do that. What happens? We draw lines. Well, I'm on this side. You're on that side. And we start to think things like, God, I just wish those other people would get in a boat and go live somewhere else. And we could have our own little place. Who wins? Who wins? Did this side win? Did that side win? No. The enemy won. The enemy won. He was the one working. And i got to tell you, if you are guilty of any of that, I am just as guilty as you. I, I, I fall into this stuff regularly because I don't, I don't spot it at first. I, again, I get mad. You know, the, again, the, the enemy knows that disrespect is a huge thing for me. He knows my stuff. But he knows your stuff. And he knows what will get you to separate yourself from other believers, and that is, just a, 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 that is just part of a plan to get you to separate yourself from the Lord. Because the Lord has put the church together. You know, Scripture says, don't say that you love God if you hate your brothers. Why is he saying that? Because if you're going to follow God, you're going to be a part of a body because the body is the bride of Christ. So you can't separate yourself from everybody and say, I'm following God. But how does the enemy do that? He convinces you that you're fighting for God. The people that killed Jesus, they thought they were doing it for God. And so we start thinking, I'm doing this for God. And then he provokes us to do things that are actually for the enemy. How do we tell the difference? Well, we go to the Word, yes, but... but Honestly, when you think about, you know, the mask thing, well, the Bible doesn't say anything about that. So how do we know what to do? Well, we start looking at fruit. Well, okay, what's coming about? Okay, I'm seeing a lot of division here. I'm seeing separation from people that love one another. I think the enemy's involved. How is he involved? And then you get into the, okay, wait, wait, I'm seeing the belittling thing. Because again, we do not have to act and do everything the same to walk together. God specifically made us differently. If you are married, you are, are married to somebody who's different than you. In the church, we are very different. We have very different gifts. You do not want to be in a church where people are like you and have the same gifts. It's awful. It's not going to work. But in order for you to experience life and freedom, the way that God gave it, and, and for you to continue on the path, you must understand that the enemy has this plan to divide you from them, and he wants you to be offended, he wants you to take the bait, the apple, and he wants you to go with it so that you will separate yourself. Now again, there are times where we need to confront things with one another, but we never do it through belittling. I was uh, in a meeting recently where somebody was just coming at me. Just coming at me and telling me I'm not, you know, doing my job and so on. And they were doing it in such a belittling way. And at the end of it, I asked, what's, what's going on here? And they're like, nothing. I'm just telling you my opinion. Can't you handle an opinion? There's a big difference between sharing with someone out of concern and seeking to belittle them. A big difference. We are certainly called um, to speak into one another's life, but we are never called to belittle one another. So right now, how's the enemy working? 
What's being strained in your life? Is it a relationship in the church? Is it your marriage? Is it a family member? What's happening? Whatever it is, you're, you're, you're probably angry, but you need to know this. Your battle is not against flesh and blood, even if it's coming through the flesh and blood. Because whenever I'm doing something against you, I, I, I'm, the enemy's behind it somehow, some way. It's unseen, but he's behind it. And when you understand it's not me, and I understand it's not you, I'm able to love you even though you're acting in ways that go against love. Because I understand you're being deceived. And you're not my enemy, but I do have an enemy. My prayer is that we will see this so that we can, we can resist this and that we can walk together. Um, and, and when we walk together, um, we become the bride of Christ and God can move through us and, and we can display that to the world around us. But this has to happen first before we can really reach out to the world. Because if the world looks at the church like it has for a lot of years now and all they see is fighting and anger and all that, I mean, they're, they're not seeing God at that point. So what are they going to be attracted to? They need to see God. How do they see God? They see God when we understand that we have an enemy, we're not fighting against one another, and we genuinely love one another. Lord, um, thank you that, that you continually show